Hey y'all, welcome to the new episode of the Corner of the Casual. I'm the ever casual, Jason Finch Freeman. And in your corner as always, Mike Jackson. What's up y'all? Extra medium. Extra Mike. medium Mike. <laughs> Alright, hell yeah, let's get into it. Uh, we got some cool stuff going on tonight. We're actually going to have a special guest on a little bit later, so we'll get to that here in a little bit. Um... First and foremost, what do you want to talk about? The the fights that we just watched? Or do you want to wait? I mean, I don't care. They were pretty dope and they it's were fresh awesome. on the memory. Man, there were some good ones. We got Ricky Simone pulled off. Uh, I think he won, won a decision. We missed that one, but I, I heard it was pretty good from what I saw of it, actually. Yeah. My cousin actually commented on that and uh, tagged me in it. Ricky dominated. Yes. So, yeah. I love that guy. I'm a big fan of him, so... Props to him. Uh, Chris Gutierrez, he put on pretty good performance, kicking that dude's leg like fucking crazy. That's what he does. Props to that guy. Kevin uh, Gaslam getting a W, getting a decision win. That was a hard fought, uh, hard fight for him. Uh, it definitely could have gone either way if he wouldn't have put it on him in the third, but it was a good fight. Hard fight for both guys. A lot of decisions, though. I kind of expected that this card, though, to be honest. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I was like, I'm sure nobody bought this pay-per-view. I didn't even realize there was a pay-per-view this, this weekend, to be honest. But, hey, it, it had some pretty decent fights in it. I went 8 for 10 on my picks. so You're probably going to win tap. So I'm pretty congrats. happy about 8 for 10 and 4 perfect. you got to win something since you come in second on Yahtzee, bro. I know. <laughs> this fucking guy was the Yahtzee king. We're just going to crown Jason the Yahtzee king. What was it? Three three Yahtzees? This fucking guy got like 400 points on Yahtzee. How boring is that to talk about? Without cheating. I'm not like Makai. I don't have to fucking like re-roll and shit. Are we going to get the fucking Snowmageddon tomorrow, dude? I is mean... I'm hoping so because I ten don't to fifteen go to inches of snow is the is the <laughs> prediction. Just in case y'all were wondering. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. I hope it happens because I don't want to go to work, but we'll see. And it it's happens. crazy because like the the snow and shit. You know, everybody has to drive slow, and they tell you to like you know be careful and this and that. And like probably about a year ago, the the ice and shit on the road was bad, kind of like what it is now. And I ended up getting my car totaled because some dumb crackhead smashed into my rear end and completely totaled my shit and then now like when I drive I have like fucking PTSD of, of that you know incident yeah. you know and then now when I see people like coming up on me real fast when the weather's shitty I have like these road rage fantasies where I just like I just envision them upside down in a ditch about a mile up the road and oh I'm my like God. yeah that's extreme, bro. <laughs> Dude, you have no idea. Like, I see, like, some fucking asshole roll by in some piece of shit car, you know, riding my ass and then passing me like I'm I'm the asshole. I'm like, hey, you're the asshole. Well, like, I hope I, they end up upside down. I do drive a piece of shit car, so that could be me. Well, don't be fucking <laughs> passing people in the ice, man. No, man. I, I drive real slow in the ice because uh, I actually, I totaled. I, whenever I was like 19, I might have been 20. Before I could legally buy beer, I bought, a, a, I think it was an 03 Subaru Impreza WRX, little fucking race car, and I crashed it on the ice and totaled it out. <laughs> so I've got PTS on, uh, PTSD on the ice too, too so I, I get it, man. I don't like it whenever people ride my ass. And most of the time, it's a yee-yee motherfucker in a big jacked-up Always, truck. dude. Always. It's like, he's got his fucking four-wheel drive and his little wiener, and he just fucking goes super fast and wants to pass you. And yeah. Those are the ones that you might actually see in the ditch later up, though. Although you I have what? three of them in my ditch in front of my house the past few days. That makes me happy. If I can see him in the ditch like a little bit later, that will complete my road rage fantasy. I had a fucking Jeep that had a winch on the front of it, like hook onto a tree to try and climb the little bitty hill by my house. Like it's not that big, but it's kind of steep for a minute. And this motherfucker hooked onto a tree and pulled himself up the hill. Like, come on, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, so Snowmageddon, we, we're dealing with that. Pray for us in Oklahoma because we ain't handling it well. At least I'm not. 
Fuck the snow. Nah, man. You can't get bread, milk, or ass wipe anywhere in this place. No, not at all. Well, it's crazy how this toilet paper goes so quick. I don't understand. Like, people are buying the stuff to wipe their butt quicker than they are the stuff to make a turd. So it's like, well, you Good know, point. I feel like there's a dilemma. Uh, not only that, but it's like, it makes me want to buy a bidet. You can buy, like, a little $50 bidet off of Amazon hey, and hook it up to your fucking I'm not, I'm toilet. not above it. I'm not Bro, above it. Then you don't have to worry about toilet paper no more. Yeah. Just okay. Get, just get a rag to dry it off. All right, so <laughs> we're going to we're gonna fucking finish up our nominees for the International Man of Mystery. Yes. We're going to finally give you our fucking eight, and then we're going to start breaking them down next week. Yes. My nominee, I mean, I'm just going to lead right into it. I'm not even going to wait. So, the, the pod father, dude, Joe Rogan, the guy who inspired every one of us to jump on a fucking microphone and just spill our bullshit. Joe Rogan, who could very well be compromised by the CIA, the, which makes him mysterious, right? The guy's got a fucking, I mean, he's got reach, right? And then he brings he on these CIA dudes to talk about all kinds of weird shit. Yes. And... Joe Rogan, like, man, you only know what you want. Like, he, you only know about Joe Rogan what he wants you to know. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. The fucking $100 million Spotify man. Like, yep. bro. And he so, does have a lot of CIA guys coming on his podcast. I'm so, telling you, dude. It, it would be interesting to think that if he was really, like, a spy or some sort of agent and one of the agencies, no matter what it was, it would be cool to think about. But I respect your nomination just because, I mean, ultimately... You gotta give a nod to the pod father, bro. You got to. And I know he gives that credit to somebody else, but let's be real, man. Joe Rogan's the fucking guy to get it rolling. Like, as far as podcasts go, when you hear podcasts, you immediately associate Joe Rogan. I do, anyway. And most people do, as well. Yeah, I think it's safe to assume that most of the population, they hear the word podcast, and Joe Rogan's one of the first things you think about. But he does credit Opie and Anthony for being the actual pod fathers, because in a way, they actually did kind of create what a podcast is, like, unknowingly. They won't take that credit themselves, but I've I've listened to him on the podcast on Joe's podcast talking about it, so he definitely gives them all the credit. Super humble dude, so I, I respect this nominee for sure. Uh, Who you got? Uh, last episode, you was bitching about all my uh, all my nominees are just like old drunk dudes. Oh, <laughs> and your guy's not an alcoholic this time. I, I mean, I guess he could be. He doesn't really have to work for a living, so he could just be a drunk asshole for all I know, but. I'm going to nominate the old Prince Henry. Now, Mike was hating on me for this nominee because he was like, who the fuck knows who Prince Henry is? And um, I think a lot more people know who Prince Henry is than you think, man, because he went completely against the royal bloodline and all their rules. He married, uh, I don't know what their term for it is, but he... He married a foreigner. He married that girl that was originally born in Canada. A fucking infidel? Basically. <laughs> I mean, maybe that maybe that might be their word. I'm not sure. She's just not born in the British bloodlines, I don't know if they cherry-pick their bloodlines, but that would make sense if they did. Yeah, dude, they only fuck their brothers and sisters to keep <laughs> yeah, them pure. But, you ain't well, never that's just seen weird to think about. Ugh. Hold on, Game of Thrones, bro. Yeah, yeah. Cersei Keeping the bloodline yeah. pure. Yeah, very true. It's just weird to think about. So, but he married so that girl. What's mysterious about this Prince well, Henry? The fact that he married outside the bloodlines, and then after a year or so, I think it was about a year after they married, they had a bunch of drama going on with the royal family. I can't remember all the specifics, but he just basically said, "Fuck this, I'm out," and moved to Canada with his wife. Which was like a huge middle finger to the uh, queen, to my knowledge. I'm not very versed in this, but I thought it was mysterious enough to to get a nod for it. Listen so. to me. This guy's getting voted out first round. No Just way. Say, like, no, I fucking... think you're going to be surprised. If we can actually get some people on this to, to vote and make some valid uh, arguments for these guys, I, I, I think... Uh, you fucking dunzo, bro. You ain't going to beat the pot father. I mean, somebody else might, but... I mean, I'm looking at the list, man. The tournament's stout. Yeah, I think there's a couple other um, 
nominees that I would take over Joe Rogan. As much as I love that guy, but uh, I just think. Uh, so let's break it down. I mean, what what qualifies you to be a winner of the international I mean, man of mystery? You've like, got to be mysterious. But is that the main thing? Who, in your opinion, who is the most mysterious person on the board? It's got to be Elon Musk yeah, by a that's mile. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I by really a do. mile, yeah. dude. I mean, he's got the boring company, sells flamethrowers. Who the fuck does that? I mean, the guy sends fucking rockets into space. I mean, come on. Did you see that post that I shared about Nick Cage on the page, though? He's, like, wearing weird jackets and shit. Dude, he has a new <laughs> movie out with, like, puppets and shit. Yeah. It looks super fucking twisted. I saw it. I didn't actually watch it, but I saw like a little thing for it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I thought of you immediately. I was like, "Oh shit!" Jason's got a hard on for that kid. <laughs> mysterious though, right? I mean, I guess it's mysterious. Uh, What's not mysterious is why he's doing the movie. Mm. No, it's always mm. for a paycheck, bro. Motherfucking broke, baby. You might as well no, fucking mis- use that name. You got it. Listen, fuck yeah, dude. Everybody I do. Everybody loves Nick Cage. I'd so. love to fucking get some of that Nick Cage movie money. Dude, you know me too, I mean? bro. You want to go over the list real quick and go from one to eight, and then uh, we'll make a post after the podcast was released and see if people vote on it. People are into it. They'll vote. If not, If well. not, I'll make a fucking bracket, and y'all can eat shit, and I'll decide who wins it, <laughs> all right? Fair enough. So, number one, Aaron Rodgers, fucking the guy kept a mystery all fucking year that he was engaged. We were sitting on this podcast talking about all the ass this guy gets when really he's out there banging Shailene Woodley and fucking getting married to her and not going to the Super Bowl. So, there's number one on the list. Yeah. (laughs) Number two, Liam Neeson, the guy who fucking gets shitty drunk, pisses on himself in public, (laughs) and he has a specific set of skills to find out where his daughter is when she gets kidnapped by Europeans fucking going to college on some bullshit trip or whatever, you know. And he will find you, and he will kill you. Fucking snap your neck, Steven Skullsaw. Yeah. All right, number three, Nick Cage. He's too fast, too furious, or is he gone in 60 seconds? Gone in 60 seconds. He's gone in 60 seconds. He might have been thinking about Paul Walker. He's dead now, boy. Either way, dude. His face is off. He's crazy. He's mysterious. <laughs> he drinks a lot, dude. The guy is just fucking out there, constantly drunk. But he does a lot of movies. I mean, I'm not going to lie. This fucking guy was busy in the past couple Which, of years. You know? 100%, whether he wins or loses, he's one of my favorite nominees on the board. So oh, I'll just yeah. uh, mention that. I mean, maybe not mysterious. Maybe just, like, fucking interesting. I, don't I just know. love that guy. And, I mean... A heavy favorite to win the tournament. Number four, Elon Musk, the fucking rocket man, the goddamn Dr. Evil himself. <laughs> you know, he's fucking ex machina, you know, all these people. So we'll keep him in mind. Secret heavy. bases on the moon. Yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> I mean, number five is the guy who's playing a guy, pretending to be a guy who's, you know, another guy or some shit like that. Robert Downey Jr., you know, the only guy to actually pull off blackface without catching a whole bunch of shit from fucking liberal Hollywood, so. Number six, the fucking Russian super secret agent, you know. A hundred percent. A hundred, yeah, dude. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. Khabib Nurmagomedov, this guy's wrestling fucking bears as a five-year-old, so, I mean, there's no telling what this fucker's been trained to do. But currently, the only thing that's a mystery about this guy is, is he going to fight again? Right. <laughs> that's the yeah. biggest mystery well, around him right now. You have to say his secret word to activate him, you know. Shit. What if we fucking you it say out? Ta- you say tangerine and this dude's fighting for thirty and zero. We're sitting in his ear, bro, and trying to figure out the password. It's tangerine. I think that's what Dana's doing right now. He's always like, "Oh, we're gonna meet yeah. with him again." He's yeah, don't be surprised if Dana starts spouting off some weird shit and just try to get that code <laughs> word out. Number seven, the the Podfather Joe Rogan, the fucking the man, the guy who, like I said, inspires us all to you know spill our guts in front of a microphone. You know, one hundred percent. And, you know, with the misery go on with him because he's probably interviewed every one of these guys on this list, you know, you know Maybe. aside from a few. But, and number eight, you know, hanging in fucking barely because Jason couldn't think of nobody. Oh, Prince fuck Henry. off. It's and a solid getting, nominee, man. Hey, You're I don't know anything so. about him, so I can't give him no little introduction. But number eight, Prince Henry. That's a solid The guy nominee. who married a chick who wasn't his fucking cousin, so... Well, hey, he went against the the royal bloodline norm and chose not to fuck his sister. So you should. I mean, good on him, right? 
Good on him. But he's Shit. the first prince in probably like 200 years to do anything like that. So it's pretty interesting, pretty mysterious. And maybe he's just uh, he's just in love with that girl, which is cool. Good for him. We'll, we'll uh, get a post out soon. We'll see if anybody actually votes on this. And if you guys don't vote on it, fuck y'all. We're going to pick anyway, so get over it. That's what I said. If you don't vote, then we decide. Then, yeah, yeah. We decide. You don't want us to decide because we're going to have to fucking like arm wrestle for it or something. Because I don't want his nominee to win, and I don't want he don't want mine to win. So, But I, I do kind of agree that Elon is uh, the most mysterious. If we're just going based... 100% off mystery. Listen, Elon. we gotta go bracket style and we're gonna go week from week. So week one was number one and two, week two is three and four, you know, and so on. And these guys will match up, figure out at the end. Hell yeah. Alright. So what happens when we decide to win or do we just put a picture of that guy up on the wall? And He'll be the international man of mystery for that season and then we can run it back in season two. They'll just be a part of the podcast forever, right? Yeah, we'll get like season. a framed picture of him to hang up on the podcast wall or something. And we'll, we'll figure it out. We're seeing fucking weekly updates on the guy, huh? There you go. Weekly updates. <laughs> um, so, uh, with it being so cold out, I've been, uh, I went to work two days this week. Both days I wore overalls, and both days some of the guys that I work with were like making fun of me and calling me Farmer Joe. But it seems like I love wearing overalls whenever it's cold because I can layer up underneath them. But whenever I wear them, people always call me Farmer Joe. What the fuck? Hey man, I wore some bibs to work the other day too, and this guy was like, "Man, I need to get me a pair of them. Them look comfy and warm." Blah blah blah. I'm like, well, asshole, you don't need it when you're behind a fucking computer. <laughs> so like, it doesn't. You know. It is yeah, what no. it is. these guys are in the elements too. But one of the guys, he's one of those guys that was like, "Oh, I like it cold," and walks around with just a t-shirt on and it's fucking forty <coughs> degrees below, whatever. Yeah, he was the guy in high school that wore the fucking athletic shorts yeah. when it was thirty degrees outside. Yeah, definitely. And I'm just like, dude, come on. I'm like 150 pounds and I've got small weak bones. I get cold real easy, bro. <laughs> Dude, I hate the cold weather. Me I would too. much rather sweat my ass off than sit around in the fucking cold. Right. So, yeah, that's why I'm really not looking forward to the uh, snowmageddon that's coming towards us. But, you know, I'm honestly excited about being trapped in the house with the family and fucking cranking the fireplace and watching movies. And, yeah, yeah. dude, I'm excited about that. Like, you know, you go to the grocery store to get all this shit ready, and it just rem- uh, the only reason I'm bringing this up because I was in the grocery store the other day and I can't remember what I asked for exactly but I'm walking through and I see this kid and he has like a fucking blue shirt on and I'm like hey where is fucking fill in the blank and this kid turns around and he tells me and I look at him and then I realized this kid doesn't even work at this fucking store. <laughs> but he knew where your shit was. Dude he was more than happy to help me. Like <laughs> I mean, like, he he about walked me to it. And I wish I could remember what it was, man. But That's this, really funny. What a happy accident. Oh, uh, dude, I was, I was fucking thrilled. I was like, man, thanks, dude. Like, this kid was like, like, he had to have been like 16 years old, just thrilled to fucking help somebody. I'm like. Right on. Good looking out, man. Funny. You look like a fucking dorky ass kid that would work here, even though I know you don't. You should go get an application right now because you're fucking killing it. Jesus, that's so funny. So what what did you think about the halftime show of the Super Bowl? I'm not gonna lie, I liked it. Okay, I'm glad you said that because one of the notes that I took for this po- for this episode is to talk about how all the old people were just like hating on it. They're like, oh, back in my day, we actually had real shows. Blah, oh, blah, blah. come on. <laughs> That dude, listen, he fucking killed it. I felt like yeah, no, he did. I thought it was a great. He kind of like tried to do like. Michael Jackson, I yeah. feel like. I mean, that's Michael what he Jackson. does, so, I mean, it makes sense. But I'll be honest, I, dude, I thought it was good. I well, thought it was really good. You know, well, given this fucking, you know, the restrictions they have on the halftime show, and now, ever since Janet showed her titty, everything's yeah. been locked down, so. Right. And right. I've seen that live, by Me the way. Me, too. I will never forget it. I can't tell you who was in the Super Bowl that year, but I do not forget Justin that. Timberlake ripped titty yeah. out. I was like, holy shit, that's Janet Jackson. And I'm like watching Tim- the Super Bowl with my grandma and shit, and like, I'm like, Hey, they went to they went to black immediately yes. after that. 
But not before I saw that too. <laughs> it had like a little thing on it. Oh man, it was great. I'll never forget it. Best halftime show of my life. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, for sure. But after that, it was all like cheese ball. Yeah. I mean, of course. I remember whenever the Red Hot Chili Peppers got up there and they were just lip syncing and they weren't even playing their instruments. Like, But they were like, they had instruments. But they weren't really playing them. You Did you tell. see? Hold on, the weekend. I don't know that fucking guy's name, dude. I'm the just, weekend. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but dude, like he put out. There was posts put out like he had all this plastic surgery that was. Yeah, done. that was like a month ago. Yeah, but it was obviously fake, you know, because it played into his halftime show, right? Because all of his backup dancers had the fucking bandages on their face oh, and yeah. stuff, and it was supposed to be like how superficial Hollywood is. And yeah, because I was, I was like looking at his face, trying to like see the. Can we get the a fucking? I mean, can we get a fucking halftime show without a fucking subliminal message in it? Like, goddamn, can somebody just sing a song that's just a song? Yeah. Like, do we have to look <laughs> at the half? Like, well, seriously, we're looking at what the fucking backup dancers have on their face to be like, oh, well, he's sending some deep message about the fucking insecurities of Hollywood. Like, who gives a shit? Jesus Christ. Like, do we have to break down every fucking thing into some, like, big deal? That's what the Illuminati wants, bro. I guess. <laughs> the fucking halftime show was good. Yeah, I'm that was saying. great. I like, just, one of the notes that I wrote down was, like, specifically boomers hating on the halftime right. show. <laughs> Which, speaking of boomers, your son called you a boomer earlier. I, know, and I thought that was Jesus. hilarious. <laughs> and I didn't even know, but I'm, I guess I'm technically a millennial. Yes. Uh, I think 87 and to 95 or 96 is millennial. Yeah, so that makes me a millennial. Yeah. He called me a fucking boomer. I think my grandma's a boomer. What right. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's Gen X is in between us and boomers. And Gen X is most likely your dad, my mom. Born in the South. Shit, I thought it was my dad's mom. <laughs> That's funny. I yeah, was kind of upset. Boomers are your, your, your dad's mom. Your dad is Gen X. They're Gen... He's just been watching fucking YouTube and hearing those people. Okay, boomer. Yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. So now so. I'm some old loser. <laughs> I was cracking up. I was like, whoa, man. He thinks you're old. All because you were saying the word sus. He's like, you can't say that. Yeah, dude. You can't pick up on the cool slang that the kids are saying now or you're a fucking loser. Yeah, you're, you're fucking sus if you do that, bro. Which is crazy because... I felt like I was cool at one time, maybe. I mean, I mean, I, I, I've, I've never been cool, but you probably were. I mean, I like to <laughs> fucking think so. I mean, maybe not. I'm sure. I'm sure it's debatable. Like I'm, I feel like I'm kind of cool now, but I've, I've, other than that, the rest of my life I've been kind of a nerd. I'll be honest. I don't even know what cool is anymore. Good, so good, good point. That is fair. But it was just funny. Your son called you a boomer and. I just wanted to mention that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm an old fuck. I get it. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, pretty excited. We got the break coming on later, man. Uh, yeah, he's actually... We get to announce our winner of uh, our 500 followers... Our yeah. first 500 followers of the Corner in the Casual. Yeah, so there will most likely be uh, more giveaways in the future, but... We're not going to do anymore for the time being. We need some more views and some more subscriptions. So y'all fucking hit that subscription button. Subscribe. Like our shit. Share it. Show your friends. We need some more support. We got all the likes on the Facebook. But the views are not reflected on the on the RSS feed. So hook us up, y'all. We're about to get our shit on uh, Spotify and iTunes very soon. I think uh, we've got three episodes out now. Once I put out this fourth episode, I'm going to submit it. And hopefully in a few weeks, we'll be on your other um, listening platforms. And it'll be easier for everybody to just hit that like button. Oh, special guest with us tonight. Do you want to introduce him, Mike? Or should yeah. he just introduce himself? I don't know, man. It doesn't matter. The guy who made me the corner, Jimmy the Brick Flick. Say, what's up, dog? What's up, everybody? All right. Hell yeah. We only got two mics, though, so I apologize for any um, audio issues or if anybody's hard to hear. We're going to try and speak up so everybody can hear us. Um, You want to start it off, Mike? 
Yeah, um, who are you giving your stuff away, man? We, we brought oh. Flick on here, and you made a giveaway. It's 500 followers. We're super stoked to have that many. Honestly, I'm shocked. And we uh, we're giving shit away for it. So who won it? Tell them who won it. Flick's got some merch to give away. So go ahead and make that announcement first. I want to make note that we're almost to 600 as of right now. But uh, I went through the likes earlier, and I picked Chris Martin, just at random. So uh, send us a DM, hit us up, we'll get Flick to get with you, or we'll get with you one of the way, and we'll get you your merch. Um, just send us a DM, we'll figure it all out. So. Congrats, Chris, man. He looked like a hefty guy, though, so maybe he's got an old lady that he can throw that shirt on, because it is a medium, I'm just going to mention that. So if you're listening, hit us up, we'll get it to you, bro. Sweet. Cool. So, uh, yeah, right now we're just hanging out with Flick, watching uh, UFC 258. Not a whole lot going on. The snowmageddon that's hitting Oklahoma has kind of put a damper on the week, so not a lot to talk about. But, uh, like I said, we got a special guest on, and uh, we got a few questions for him, but for now we're just going to kick the shit. So, what's up, Jason? How you been, bro? Man, um, lazy. Very lazy. <laughs> I'm Dude, not going to lie. I'm telling you, man, I... <laughs> Like, it's been so bad. I think I worked, like, two days this week, but, like, I, I made it a point to call my job and just remind my boss when I was going into work that, like, hey, man, like, I'm making this attempt, and if I die, <laughs> that's on you. That's like, on you, you. you you took my children's father away from them for <laughs> X amount of dollars an hour, so eat shit. How many days did you work? I went to work, I think, four days this week, but I've, oh. been, I've been missing the work a lot. I leave a lot too. My job's very supportive of me, and uh, they let me take off for training a lot. Uh, we're back in the gym, running mainly a lot. Been out of the gym this week because of the storm, and I live like 35 miles away from the gym, so it's a good drive, especially in this weather. So. Oh yeah, and for those of you that don't know, Flick and Mike actually work together, so that's pretty cool. And we're just in each other's back pocket, 24/7. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I brought him into Tulsa Plastics. And then uh, I brought him into my corner. You hey, know, hey, there's story, there's stories too, all right? I tried to bring this guy into a job one time, and I got a really good story about that. So yeah, <laughs> let's, let's tell that story. Yeah, bro. Tell this story. This fucking guy. So I get on in a nice job. We're talking benefits, 401k, the works, right? And I'm like, hey man, you need a job. And at that time, we're talking years ago, y'all. So like, let's keep it in perspective. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, of course he needs a job, right? So I, I talk to my boss, you know. We get him on, he comes in, everything's, like, ready to go. My boss is like, you know what, you know, we're, we're just going to skip the temp service. We're going to bring this guy on full time. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Let's get him drug tested. Let's get him in the door. He'll start Monday. And I was like, oh, man, that's great. He's going to love to hear this good guy, right? This fucking guy goes to the... Uh, was it drug testing facility? This is before marijuana is legal, right? right. And uh, let's just say the fucking piss was a little cold, right? And I had to explain that shit to my boss. So, <laughs> same day they sent Mike to go get hired full time, <laughs> and I passed it the same day. What the oh, fuck? My. Somehow his piss was a lot warmer than mine. <laughs> Jesus, it's weird how that works, right? I may or may not have uh, recently studied for a test similar to that and passed with flying colors, I'm just going to say. Hey, it's a whole lot easier nowadays. They're a little bit more lenient, It's a fucking science now. I just click a button online. I don't have to cheat no more. I just show them my fucking license and be like, hey, I smoke weed, all right? Well, for the UFC, I had to quit and I passed, so. Used to, but hey, that brings on a, a, a good little segue into how do you feel about USADA finally, you know, Letting letting you guys be fucking human, you know right. what I mean? Good question. Well, it's kind of there's still like a double standard because when that got released, I also got a uh, message, an email stating that if you get tested by the commission and USADA doesn't drug test us and the commission doesn't allow it, you still can get suspended and fined. So I feel like there's still a double standard around it right now, but hopefully they get it all the way cleared up. Yeah, right. that's, that's up to the states then. So somebody's got to vote on it. But get... let's think. Let's put it in perspective, though, right? Let's say that does happen. You're fighting in Las Vegas. Does the athletic commission step on UFC and USADA's toes to come fucking jam up one of their guys? I mean, is it worth it, or is it is it just something that they're saying to kind of keep guys like, hey, 
Don't fucking show up to the ring high. <laughs> I think you might be right there. And, and that makes sense, right? You yeah. don't want some fuck. You know, this isn't barroom brawls. This is professional athletes fighting. I get it, but you know, you of all people know that you know when guys are cutting weight and shit like that, and they get, you know, they can't fucking sleep, dude. And guys don't want to eat pills and become addicted to all these different chemicals. So. Yeah, when I quit, I have nightmares and. Uh, Prior to having medical marijuana, like you said, I, I had a 120 Lord tabs, 10 milligrams prescribed, 90 Xanax, 30 sleeping pills, and uh, I had some issues, and the doctors just gave me medication like crazy. Since I was 18 years old, uh, I was diagnosed with a back issue, and that's all they wanted to do is feed me pills. Uh, thank goodness I never got addicted to the pills. I always sorted to medical marijuana, and now it's legal, and I use it when I need it, and it's really great for training. It's good for recovery. I also stay away from supplements and uh, protein and stuff like that, too, because it could also be tainted. So, you know, marijuana is not tainted, and it's, uh, you know, uh, a plant medically grown, and uh, it's really good for you and healthy, and uh, that's what I try to stick to. Damn, bro, we're only like six minutes in. We're already getting fucking deep, dude. Yeah, Good on you for uh, for talking about that, man. That's actually pretty cool. That, that's a lot of fucking pills to be prescribing to just one person. And well, I mean, you're not that big of a guy either. That's a lot of fucking pills, dog. Yeah, you're talking about turning guys into zombies, but you look at you know you look at athletes and all the shit that they go through. I mean, it wouldn't be hard for a doctor to be like, hey, man, you need these pain pills you need this you know an anti-inflammatory and blah 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 but if you can do it all natural then that's obviously the way to do it right absolutely those chicken nuggets be doing fucking wonders for you flick that's what we're gonna talk about yeah this terrible diet it's grilled chicken nuggets y'all gonna throw people off thinking they can have regular chicken nuggets from mcdonald's i mean you might be able to slide with the grilled chicken nuggets from chick-fil-a you know but i'm a grilled chicken kind of guy fuck yeah man i mean that does make it a little bit healthier. This guy, I'm telling you, when he was like 19, 20 years old, dude, the diet to, to fly with was fucking ridiculous, bro. Like, dude, me and my brother, literally after training, we would go hit the dollar menu at Wendy's, McDonald's, all that. We had it down to a T of how many burgers and stuff. We'd get Frosties, uh, you know, McFlurry, too. But, like, then again, I trained three times a day. You know, my dad paid my bills. So, you know, it, it was pretty easy to lose a lot of weight. Plus, I was a small guy then, you know. Now I'm 30 years old, and we'll just say I get to 150-plus. And, you know, so I have to be smart. Yeah, we'll, say, we'll, we'll leave that plus up to y'all's yeah. discretion, all right? Yeah. We're gonna, I'm probably going to have to cut that part out. But yeah. <laughs> once I go through the edit and shit, dude, that might Plus, Plus, come out. Just saying. Wow. Okay. Alexander Hernandez pulling up a huge upset on the two fifty eight UFC two fifty eight. I actually had DraftKings. Yeah, man. If you guys are listening to this and you guys didn't get on DraftKings, your mom's a hoe. Yeah, we don't even like your mom. Uh, I'm winning right now, so. So we're talking about like back in the day. You're talking about back in the day, your diet and all that stuff, dude. But just kind of like. It brings me up to a question like I kind of wanted to ask, you know, since things have changed, obviously, since you were, you know, young in the fight game, but how has winning in the UFC changed your life? I know making it there and, you know, the road to get there, like I know, it, you know, there's obviously a journey there, but how has winning changed? Like winning in the regional circuit is different. Like winning when some guy in fucking China sees it like what's the difference like how 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 did it feel different than winning home home in Tulsa on XFN and winning in the UFC in Vegas in front of the world man it's still it's hard to describe man like you said cuz it's it's like a never it's a feeling i never thought i would actually be able to accomplish you know especially growing up here in Sand Springs Oklahoma uh it was always a dream uh, and then we went on the Tuesday Night Contender, and I started getting more noticed. And, you know, it was a big win. And for some reason, I don't know if why, if it was the no music or if it was the lead-up or the turnaround from LFA, but the Tuesday Night Contender fight felt like a bigger win than actually my UFC fight. And I don't know why that is. Um, but I guess maybe because I actually won the UFC contract. And going into the UFC knowing I have a four-fight contract... 
I I just wasn't sweating it too much, and then to pick up the win the way I did, it's it's been life changing. I, I mean, I get crazy messages from people from people wanting to borrow money. Hey, and hey, some was, people hey, I've that never was heard my last of. question. I was going to ask if I could borrow twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just get weird questions, but I also get people that hook me up with all kinds of stuff. You know, people throw me gear, want me to give them shout outs, and uh, I got a lot of supporters from it. Uh, it's cool going around here around town seeing people taking pictures in my local walmart you know so how do you, uh, how, how does it feel knowing that some of these people that come and want to take pictures with you wouldn't have fucking you know given you the time of day you know what i mean you've been on the regional circuit for a long time dude and a lot of us team brick over here we've been watching the grind you know what i mean and don't get me wrong dude everybody's you know obviously welcome to jump on the train right but it's like like, it's weird when you see these cats, like, man, I've been doing this for a long time, but, you know, now you see them, and it's like they want to take your picture and shit. You're a superstar in your hometown, dude. I mean, that's it's got to feel weird, right? Oh, man, I got a lot of examples to take care of that. Yes, I got people all the time. I, I, my favorite one is, like, I'm your biggest fan. And then I look at my biggest fan, and I'm like, you know, I've sold about, what, 20 fight shirts? Like, yeah, you're my biggest fan. How many have you bought? (laughs) Like, you can't be my biggest fan and not buy the fight shirt. Right. I just want to go on record and say I have, like, seven. Hey, (laughs) Jason's fucking close, dude. He's close. So, uh, I mean, I know the people that have supported me from the beginning. I know the people that have wanted to support me or have known me. Uh, Like, wrestling coaches and people from my past uh and that seen the way i grew up and really didn't think i was going to accomplish anything you know it's good to see those people people old teachers and stuff that's really cool you know because they didn't think i was going to amount to anything you know and then you got people that you know i know that had talked bad about me but you know now that i made it you know it's like oh we're just gonna forget that post on facebook a couple years ago when i got beat but all right you know right. so but it's a sport and we didn't have fans we wouldn't be able to make the money we make and uh, keep going after it as a career hey man the community loves you dude and the, the no fans that's something that i kind of wanted to touch on too man like you've your rise in the ufc has happened in the weirdest time you know, in a hundred fucking years, man, we got a pandemic. So you're you're making your debut in the UFC with no fans. You're getting all these interviews, dude. They're coming on Zoom. They're coming on Skype. They're like you could be on fucking Sports Center tomorrow from your front, you know, from your living room. You know what I mean? Like your rise to the top has been so like extraordinary that I feel like it fits your story perfectly, man. Like it's not comfortable. It's a, it's a little awkward sometimes, you know, and you got to work a little bit harder to make it happen. You know what I mean? And it's it's really beautiful, man. And like, I'm just glad to be a part of it, bro. Like that, not really a question there, just more of a statement. Well, it is kind of crazy, like, because like I said, I told people uh, ten years ago when I started chasing this dream, I could have never predicted I was gonna make my UFC walk with no fans. Nobody could have predicted that. You know, there's no way in the world that we would have been able to predict that. And to be able to do it, I mean, like I said, on the Tuesday Night Contender, like we walked out with no music. It was the weirdest, most awkwardest thing <laughs> ever, man. You can hear a fucking pin drop, man. Yeah. Yes, it, it always was... seems awkward because it seems like there's a lot of tension in the air. Oh, you could cut it with yeah. a knife. Yeah. I mean, the guys, I mean, everybody is so fucking in their own zone, right? right? Everybody's got a job to do in there. Well, everybody in that room has a job to do, right? So it's... I- as a casual fan, I can see that though, a hundred percent. Every time I watch it, like I love watching it, but it like it's like I'm nervous watching it. I'm like, what's about to fucking happen? Like it's suspenseful, dude. It really is. It's really good. Though. There's nothing better than live sports, and like that yes. when the when the tension and there's so much on the line. You know, speaking of that, your contender series opponent for that night, Nate Smith, just got an opportunity of a lifetime with a title shot for LFA, flyweight title shot against uh, Victor Altamirano. That's and a big move. Hey, took that on uh, short notice, you know, so best of luck to Nate, you know. Yeah, most definitely good luck to him. I think it's a great matchup, man. Uh, he matches up very well against Victor. Victor's a tough dude. He's uh, got good jiu-jitsu, so uh, we know Nate's got good jiu-jitsu defense. But going into that as well with the Tuesday Night Contender, a lot of people don't understand. Is there was no fans. I think that's why Nate defended my submission so well. His coach was very well on what was happening, you know. 
and was able to help Nate defend those submissions. I think if we would have had fans, that fight would have been way different. And listen, dude, it set up a classic moment for Coach Leo that I don't think got enough <laughs> attention, dude. He said, don't dude. listen to Peter. Don't listen Put to Put the Peter, elbow dude. on him, dude. It was a great moment in sports, man. But I not. Love, I love that clip, by the way. As hey, a it, was, it was great. I liked it. You know, So now that you're there, man, you're in the UFC – and you got that first win out of the way. You know you got three more fights on the contract. What, without being too cliche, obviously you want to, you know, you want to rise up. You want to fight ranked fighters. You want to get more wins. Without being too cliche, what's your goals going forward as a fighter, as an MMA, you know, as a black belt in jujitsu, as a guy who's fucking, you know, you know, looking to change his family's life, being in the UFC. Like, what's your goals, man? Other than the obvious, you want to, you want to go get a title, you know. We know that, but like in the UFC, what's your goals? I mean, what do you hope to make out of this? Well, starting out, you know, the goal was to make that UFC walk. That's always been my goal, um, and we made it. And now the new goals, like you said, besides going after the title, is I want to be the first person from Sand Springs, Oklahoma, to make a name for himself in the MMA world. Uh, you know, we got an amazing wrestler, Dayton Fix, making a name in the wrestling world. And I would like to do it in the MMA world. Um, 2020 was an amazing year. 2021, I would love to get three fights, uh, win all three of the fights, and finish out my contract. And hopefully go into 2022 um, going after that title fight. And uh, it'd be amazing to win that title and uh, see what this journey does. I'm 30 years old. I'm at the peak of my career. Uh, we see these guys coming in the UFC, 5-0, and 6-0, 7-0, you know, and they they blow their wad too quick, you know. They, they weren't quite ready. They didn't take adversity. They didn't lose. They didn't come back. Then you see them at 7-3, 6-2, end up getting kicked out of the UFC. <laughs> I'm 16-5. This is my run. I'm here, and I'm here to do it. I'm going to give it everything I got. And there's no coming back to the UFC. I, I'm here. This is my opportunity. And I'm going full force. And we're going to give it everything we got. And I want to leave my name here in Sand Springs, Oklahoma as a legacy. I love it, man. So besides fighting, though, what would you think about if the UFC ever gave you the opportunity to jump behind the booth and be on commentary, be color commentary for a fight night and jump on there with John Anik or uh, maybe Michael Bisbee and give your expert opinion on jiu-jitsu as it happens live? Oh, 100%. That's the lead-up. Uh, as you can see, I already do a lot of stuff with UFC Fight Pass. Uh, Shout-out to UFC Fight Pass for always hooking me up with these videos, just getting my name out there, doing fun little stuff. I got another little skit coming out with them for LFA 100, which is also the LFA flyweight title we were talking about. Uh, I was the flyweight champ, so now it's uh, the other guys' opportunity to step up and try to come back to the UFC and I also know Nate was uh, saying some stuff on Instagram he wants to come back and get that fight again <laughs> so this is a good opportunity for him to get a win make his run back towards the UFC and maybe we can see that fight in the future hey uh, UFC loves picking up uh, LFA flyweight champs uh, the, the last four champs are in the UFC right now so I mean very true and one of them just fought for the UFC title and went to a draw and will be rematching right so. and one of the most recent should have won submission of the year but you know <laughs> I'm just saying you want to get me started on that <laughs> right because for some reason you assholes didn't tell me about it for like an entire month that's what happens know. when you're a casual fan Jason dude motherfucker dude I, I was paying attention I was looking for it I don't know why I never saw it I really well, they don't. didn't tweet me either, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Did they not? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. no. They, they just lost. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, man? They <laughs> gave it to Khabib when Connor fought Dustin. It's okay. like just yeah, to listen. add to the drama, right? Listen, all due respect to Khabib, but and as masterful as that choke was, it wasn't as exciting for the casual fan. I'm just no. gonna say, man. they looked at they shit? looked at fan bases and drama alone because they were trying to draw him out to fight Connor or Dustin again, yeah. right? So they're trying to. Trying I'm to butter his bread. I'm so over here. So, Flick, though, point. with UFC Fight Pass, man, do you feel like they're giving you the push? You know what I mean? Because right now, I mean, from the outside looking in, you're getting these skits from Fight Pass, and they're not they're not crazy about giving you offers. We haven't got a lot of offers yet, right? But that's 
I think more or less because of the what the the show you put on in your debut. I mean, what you showed out there when you fought Durden in your UFC debut is basically, hey, no, if I can touch you, I can, I can get you out of here. Yeah. So I mean, for guys coming in, that's kind of kind of scary. So do you feel like the UFC wants to push you? Do Do you think they want to put you out there and be somebody that they can sell, like a Bryce Mitchell, you know, for these guys down here, you know, because who 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 is in the UFC from Oklahoma besides you? There, there's Sarah Alpar, I believe. And, yeah, and panda. Yeah, yeah, panda bear, and I think that's it. So I mean, the market for you to to sell to it's wide open. You know, do you the think they're what? gonna? Do you think that they're trying to give you the push now? And if not, I mean, it's a shame. Man. Oh, I think they are one hundred percent. And as you can see, after my interviews, I kind of let it be known that uh, I was kind of trying to take a little time off. We had a very active twenty twenty, and uh, I think they're respecting. That. I think they're going to come with an offer soon, with an offer they like. I think they're going to build me up. I mean, I'm coming off the Tuesday night contender with the most submission attempts ever and went down in history. Now I jump into the UFC and I go down in the history books with the first flying triangle at flyweight, third in UFC history. I mean, they got to push me. I don't think they're going to be trying to have me as a short notice fighter anytime soon. I think if they do call for a short notice opportunity, it'll be a top ranked opponent. Yeah. Um, but I really I like the Al Bazi matchup. I like the champ's brother. I'm just going to call him the champ's brother because nobody really knows who he is either. It's Francisco you know? Figueiredo. There you go. And uh, uh, there's so many fighters out there. There's great matchups happening left and right. Well, that's so. perfect because that's what we were going to ask next is uh, who's next when but we we kind of get an idea we get it like we're waiting on the offer we're when when is towards may right you want on that cowboy card right? yeah that's what we want you may know 8th. a lot of people know that i like donald cowboy sharon i've trained with him i lived at the tap out house with him uh i've stayed there a few times i've trained out trained out of albuquerque new mexico and i look up to the guy so uh it'd be awesome to get on the card with him i even trained with diego sanchez a little bit that was when they were training together so it's kind of crazy you know? I, would, I would love to just so meet and diego, diego is crazy man i tell y'all what and the stories <laughs> i heard when i was down there dude I mean, obviously, I can't put that story out there. Right, but, but he's dude, been crazy for a while, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Dude, so I couldn't imagine then D, uh, Diego and now Diego because back then they told me some stories when I was down in Albuquerque, man. But the Listen, dude was a Listen, hold on. I'm going to say something controversial. I think Diego might be uh, playing for the other team. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, dude. Whoa. Did you not go follow his OnlyFans page? Hey. <laughs> what? Him and, him and that Josh, was it Josh Fabian? Yeah, or yeah. Hey, dude, I think that's his boyfriend. That's not Whoa. his mentor. And I'm not hating, bro. coming from, dude? Dude, it's been out there. Dude. It's Where out It's thinking? out there. It's kind of like the freaking Submission of the Year Award. Yeah, this guy. I'm lost this, this guy. one, man, because I ain't heard nothing about this. I know his, I know that trainer dude, that Josh dude, is like a dude, fucking weirdo. Weird. He posted a picture with him, and it looks like both their shirts are off, and he, I, I believe he made an OnlyFans page. Yeah, it know? looks like, yeah, it, it looks Whoa. it looks really sus, bro. And really listen, sus. Hey. out your PayPal, Jason. Hey, dude, it, it's for the casual in the corner, dude. Yeah, yeah, let's oh, go. No, I, all right, for the casual in the corner, I'll fight. I have to do that, right? Wait, <laughs> great. Come on. All right, so the last question I got for you, who wins tonight, Usman or Burns? Man, I... I got Usman, fourth-round TKO. I got a little uh, bet on that, too, man. So we'll go ahead and put that out there. I'm hoping he wins. Uh, what did I put down here? Let me look at it. Uh, fourth-round TKO plus $1,000. $10 wins me 100 Oh, so. big baller. He's a big gambler, y'all. He's in the UFC now. Yeah, that's that's big money off that free hey, bet I got. Go. <laughs> hey, what's, what's uh, Donald Cerrone's uh, Instagram handle? Just put at cowboy and then. There, you know how many cowboys there are. But, but he's the most popular one. You'd you imagine so? he'd pop up. Cowboy, OSU wrestling, OSU. Oh, they're third. He's third oh, most popular. God. Damn, he beat the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess everybody beats them. Yeah, dude, shit, that's normal. God damn, that's so funny coming from a Cowboys fan. <laughs> oh, that's heartbreaking for him to say that, dude. <laughs> They're holding out hope they pick up Deshaun Watson or some shit, dude. Hey, y'all heard J.J. Watt got released, right? He's going to fucking Green Bay, boys. Oh, he's going with his brother, the Steelers. Hey, 
I don't think they can afford them. I think they got money problems in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so that's what I heard, dude. I'm just saying. R- rumor heard it. So like what do you we think? Ten and zero, and then we lose them. Yeah, <laughs> Steelers, man. What What do you think, Finch? You got anything for the brick? No, man. I like I do, but like compared to what you asked him, I feel ashamed. Yeah. So no. I don't even want to hey, ask. Hey, ask a casual question, brother. <laughs> I also did write down that this guy doesn't lose whenever you were talking to him about how he felt about actually winning in the UFC. And I was like, I bring us back to something that we talked about in one of the first episodes. It might even be on the unreleased episode, which they cry enough for he it. He fucking wins at everything, I know, dude. He Listen, this motherfucker lose. just won tickets on the radio just the <laughs> other day Are you kidding for me? fucking the, the Big 12 championship at BOK, dude. Holy shit. I had to go, so March 5th, your boy's going to be down there at the Big 12 National Championship here in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah come Tulsa. get an autograph because I might be going with him because this old lady's definitely not going. So, like, I'll sign your shit too, man. Mike the Corner Jackson, what's good? Like, I've heard you fucking win some other shit on the radio before. like, like Constantly, dude. Yeah, I won rush tickets, five-finger death punch tickets. Uh, even one day, I won, and you can only win like every 30 days, right? Oh, so he won for they, me. They, yeah. they came on the radio and they're like, We got Jeff. Uh, no, it wasn't the Jeff Dunham, it was the uh, uh, Impractical Jokers coming to town. Me and my eight year old, we watched that all the time, right. you know. And she said she wanted to go. I didn't, she didn't understand though. It's not like the show, they do stand up comedy, but I'm like, I'll take you anyway. So I go over to Mike. I'm like, hey, man, I need your social security number, your name, you know, because they ask for that kind of stuff. And I said, because I can't win, but if I win with your name, I'll give you 40 bucks, you know. And sure enough, man, I won, dude. I fucking took Mike up there. Mike went and got the tickets to me. I gave him 40 bucks. Then me and my little girl went to the show. I bought her a shirt. She watched the stand-up for about 20 minutes and was like, Dad, this is not like the show. And I was like, no, baby, not at all. And she was like, can we go? And I was like, yeah, let me finish my beer. (laughs) (laughs) You think I'd be a good friend and not take the 40 bucks? You'd be wrong because I took the 40 bucks. And then at first I was like, man, why did I even offer him I don't know, but I wasn't going to not take it, right? (laughs) But I was so eager to try to hurry up and get those tickets for my daughter, dude, because she really wanted to go. And he actually won the shit. It's a trip, man. All the time this guy wins at everything. If Corbin Pierce listens, to this episode he's gonna be so fucking pissed <laughs> no man <laughs> and we love Corbin like why did you say that <laughs> hey well, it was Lynn Hernandez's fault and I yeah. think they oh, fired wow. him okay. right yeah. 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 Didn't Lynn get fired? I, I think so lunch no more. I don't no, think he's on there no more no it's some chick so. I yeah. also got what's her face Tina Sam's off there too. dude I couldn't stand her though yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, they should start a conspiracy going. theory about her dude cause they're just saying that she took off right now they really? have not said that she she's well I remember she always had like medical problems or something dude, like, maybe she's just a very sickly person dude I don't know that's what they said but dude or she wants more money oh yeah <laughs> I don't know. Guys harassing her all the time. She fucking annoyed me, dude. I did not like her, dude. She was, dude. Dude, the new girl Heather. She, she she ain't far off. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. Dumbest fucking girls in there, like for Uh, real. That's yeah. what makes their shows are the number one show. They right. have, yeah, they have to have some dumb broad on there, dude, or it doesn't work, right? Yeah. They can't be smarter than fucking Gimpy, and yeah. definitely can't be smarter well, than Corbin. It was better back whenever a Biggie was on, and they fucking, it's, fucking, it was better because they didn't have to have the dumb broad. Yeah, but shit, dude, we're talking like fifteen years ago yeah. at that point, right? I miss that guy. Um, well, but, next, uh, next question. There's. Te- technically no reason why I should even ask this question but what's your favorite childhood memory flick like, give us a good one something some entertaining entertain the fans something that's not gonna get you like too frowned upon I mean I'm sure you got some wild stories man uh, <laughs> my favorite one though yeah like, that's tough man I mean because that's I mean, a tough I, one on the spot, huh? Uh, I, 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 if you would have asked about like some shitty ones, how disappointed were you as a child? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, do you want to talk about a No, I'm moment? just kidding. Oh. I just, I mean, uh, how many? Hold on, I got a question for you. How many times have you blown your fucking grill out as a kid? <laughs> oh like, shit, that is a good question. Yeah, see, and when I was like, man, I was like, all I remember is I was in the second grade. And my brothers, I got two older brothers. My oldest one, Brad, learned how to lasso. 
So he's like, oh, well, there's my little brother running, riding by on a bike. Let's lasso him, you know? And he lassos me up. Well, I can't put my hands down to stop myself from hitting the ground, dude. And I just got my permanent teeth, too. So I hit the concrete, knock out my permanent teeth. All they could do was put plastics in. Well, they put plastics in, and I knocked those out about 17 times. And, and that's not a lie, either. So and then Real every time number. you go back to the doctor to get plastics put in, they put about seven of those needles up in your gums yeah. dude so i've been stuck up in my mouth like like 70 times so like now every time i go to the doctor i gotta take a valium or a xanax dude because i'm so freaking scared dude of the doctor mm. man and uh dude they've been knocked out and then as you could see when i fought on the tuesday night contender show like my my bridge i got a bridge done and it got knocked out uh, I got kicked in the mouth and it, it just fell out one day and the whole bridge didn't come out just a piece of the tooth and uh, one of the dentists here locally in Tulsa um, I can't remember their name but uh, if you need dental work just hit me up and I'll let you know <laughs> <laughs> and they fixed my tooth they fixed my bridge for me just after watching me fight and that was that was pretty cool, man. And it looks so. great, by the way. I always comment on you. I'm like, bro, it, lo it looks so cool to see you fucking Listen, smile. Like, your whole family's jealous as fuck, yeah, dog. I'm jealous as fuck. I want some new I teeth. I think it looks good. <laughs> right? It was a dream come true to get my teeth fixed, man. Shit, another day I went in the gym the other day, and somebody was like, did you get your teeth fixed? And I was like, yeah, like a long time ago, man. They're just used to the fucked up girl. They didn't even notice. They're like, I've been trying to look away from your mouth this whole time. And I didn't even notice. Yeah, and that's what sucked. It wasn't even a rotten tooth or it was just a broke bridge. So like, it was shitty and I hated it my whole life. So that was like one of the worst experiences growing up. Life of a fighter, bro. That builds character, motherfucker. Like, what do you think? All I want for Christmas is my tooth. Hey, hey. My whole fucking life, and man. that shit built character, right? Yeah. That's yeah, what made you who you are you today. Are. Ain't yeah. nobody gonna say no shit like that to you nowadays. Right. You I would have fought with that broken tooth no matter right. what. Right. That's what I'm saying. This shit builds character. I remember dude. you beating up like this dude and his like two brothers and a neighbor kid all the time. You ripped <laughs> off your belt. And he was like, whoop on Like booty dang, this motherfucker. <laughs> The Blackwells and McKenzie's. Yeah, all of them said they were going to jump me. I went and got my dad, and I was like, Dad, just come watch. You know? Dude, my dad, my mom, my sister, everybody is out there, dude. And they just circled me, and I just, we just started Hell going. Yeah. Thursday night trailer park fights, bro. Yeah, let's Lake go. Country, baby. Yeah, let's go, baby. LCB. LCB, yeah. Lake oh Country, boys. Uh, <laughs> That's what we used to say. Dude, that was like so far in the past. How funny! <laughs> Holy shit! What oh, what God. else do you fucking casually get anything for? Uh, I was just also gonna make a comment and say that this is actually really good uh, practice for the Joe Rogan experience. Whenever you get on that podcast, hey so. man, it's good. But y'all are missing some drugs. Yeah, hey. Uh, yeah. Now nah, I'm just You're kidding. Gonna have to lick a toad, bro. You gotta lick a toad. You shot her, you do. They literally show up everywhere. We were doing that live auction, dude, and they showed up at the live auction That's and drug insane. tested me, dude. It's crazy, man. So, yeah, we don't do none of that. So, Usad <laughs> ain't fucking around, right? Those jokes, kids. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, man. You want to wrap this up, bro? Yeah, we can wrap it up. Uh, Thank you to everybody that's listening. Um, I don't know exactly how this podcast is going to sound in the final product, but uh, we want to thank Jimmy for coming on and being on the podcast tonight and hooking us up with the merch that we gave away. Um, congrats, so, Chris Martin. Yes, congrats to that guy. So thanks, everybody, for watching. Jimmy, you want to close out with anything? Hey, I appreciate y'all for having me on. Uh, good job to Chris. And uh, please follow me on Instagram at The Brick MMA. And follow my Facebook at Jimmy the Brick Flick. My uh, personal Facebook's out of friend request. And on Twitter at Jimmy Flick. Hey, you can give all your plugs a shout out, too, dude. Like, this is a free platform. Well, well I'm not free, but. Give everybody a plug. Uh, yeah. well, we got Harvest Health in Sand Springs. We got the Plug 918. We got Ryan and Rose Roofing. Uh, we got a lot of sponsors. Uh, Y'all see me plug them locally. Um, Code Zero Customs. Uh, Primary Colors Retro Relics. Industrial Motor Services. Everybody that supports me. CrossFit Sand Springs. Forza Combat Sports. Uh, I'll miss a few of them, um, but everybody that supports me, I really appreciate it. Just keep following me. I'm hoping to drop that fight news soon. Hey, uh, when fight news comes, y'all are going to hear it first live right here with the corner in the casual. So we got that insider info. And uh, thanks, Brick. Thanks for coming on, bro.